You're listening to The Authenticity Show, where you get to eavesdrop on great conversations about health, creativity, and the quest for excellence. Your hosts are Carlos Casados and Satch Purcell. Before we get started, I'd like to remind you to subscribe to The Authenticity Show if you haven't already done so wherever you get your podcasts. And find us on social media. That means like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and check out our YouTube page. And you can find our website at AuthenticityShow.com. This episode is about friendship. This conversation is both a celebration of our group of amazing friends here at The Authenticity Show and beyond. Uh, We really do have an amazing group of friends and an examination of friendship as seen through the lens of Khalil Gibran and his writings on friendship. This idea of yin and yang and understanding the ego and understanding the self Mm -hmm. really truly can be reflected in our closest friendships. For sure. Yeah. Um, And I think if you want to, if you want to know who you are from like sort of an, an, an outside perspective, look at your closest friends, look at the people that you believe are your, you mm-hmm. know, uh, best friends. Mm-hmm. And that'll give you an idea about your own ego. It'll give you an idea about, um, what you're here for, you know, and why you're doing what you're doing in this, in this world, you know, and, um, you and I, are very aware that we have an amazing circle of friends. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Like, like the, the friendships we have in our, our, our circle are truly epic. Yes, they are. Totally, totally, truly epic. In and, my opinion, yeah, my greatest gift. Yes, yeah. Greater than anything I have, greater than my interests, greater than um, any talent I may have, yeah. any intelligence I may have. Honestly, my friends are my yeah. greatest gift. I feel the same way. And, and um, I think I just kind of want to bring this up because um, I couldn't imagine not having all you guys as my friends. Me either. Could not imagine it. Nope. Um, I, I don't know what I'd be doing on earth nope. if, if, I, if I didn't have that. Fuck no. And um, yet I also look around and I see people that have friends. Mm-hmm. But I don't see very many people that have this kind of bond that, that us circle of brothers have. I don't either. And and I think that um, in a lot of ways, I feel like others are so missing out in life mm-hmm. by not having that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so special. It's been so incredible in my life mm-hmm. that I want everybody to have that. Yeah. And just like we're born... And we have a vague sense of self. And then we come out like we started this conversation with, Mm -hmm. right? A baby is born, you know, (laughs) and is cold and screaming and understands mommy and daddy. And there's warmth and and love and Mm -hmm. and all of that, right? Mm -hmm. Then outside of the family, we have to recreate it again, right? And create another family of friends. And I feel that that a lot of people, like when, when, when we're young, like elementary school level, uh, our friends have tremendous meaning to us at that age. Mm-hmm. And then we outgrow it. Yeah. And um, I think it's worth examining this idea of, of ego and self. How, how it is, because we, we, we started this conversation by talking about how important it is. Mm-hmm. We need ego. We have to have it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's a tool um, it's like having teeth or thumbs, mm-hmm. right? It's it's, yeah. it's a tool that we need to use. Super important. Um, we go through a stage in elementary school, you know, like like age around age seven to twelve, around around that that time, when when kids suddenly start to have their first best friend. <laughs> yeah. You know, or or they have conversations about, um, okay. Um, you can be my friend, but he's my best friend. But you could be my other best friend. Right. And they have these kinds of conversations. And they're practicing, mm-hmm. right? Because when you're, when you're, everything that we do in childhood is practicing for life. But what, why does a baby bang pots and pans? They're mm-hmm. practicing the development of sensory motor skills that yeah. they're going to need for life. Having an effect on the world. Right. And um, developing... Why do, why do cats push things off shelves? Exactly. Why yeah. do they do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Besides to annoy daddy, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
when when kids are going through the stage where they have friends and their friends mean a lot to them, mm-hmm. that's also practicing for life. And I find that too many adults let that go mm-hmm. and they don't create deep, deep friendship bonds. And I think that is a required part of our evolution as a human is to go outside mom and dad and the immediate family and to not, not just create your own family, find a wife and run off and have kids. Mm-hmm. There's that too. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but you know, like, like in the Bible, be fruitful and multiply, multiply what, mm-hmm. you know, multiply family, multiply connections, you know, and that's, that's part of our exponential growth. So, um, there are a lot of people out there that say that they, they don't feel like they really have friends or they have friends, but maybe they see them once or twice a year, mm. you know, um, if we were to write a manual for how to select, create, and nurture amazing friendships, I wonder what some of those chapters would be. Yeah, I wonder too. Yeah, I wonder what some of those topics would be in, in that book. Like, you know, you are one of those people that has, has always, you've been like a hub that brings people together. Hmm. You've always had that effect. A lot of my best friends, I know them through you, hmm. right? Um, some of the friends in our circle, you know from me, right? Mm-hmm. But most of them came from you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What is that about you? Where, where does that come from? I, I wonder. I wonder about that sometimes. How do, how have you created all these amazing friendships around you and taken yin and yang farther? You know, it's hard to reverse engineer myself. I'm sure there is a way to do it. Um, all I know is, you know, from the level of value, I value my friends a lot. And, and because that's so high up in my values, it does change my behavior, you know, because there is very little I wouldn't do for a friend. My true friends, um, you know, it's worth it to me. It's worth uh, risking, uh, danger even, you know. Um, It's worth being uncomfortable and and dealing with uh, difficult things. Um, Because when you value something, it means that, uh, you know, you're placing it high up on the things that you are willing to sacrifice for. And it's also high up on the list of things that you're willing to spend your time on. These are, you know, things that you are evaluating as more important than other things. And that's all in your heart. You know, that value is in your heart. So um, I think in my heart I hold the value of my friendships very highly. And as a result, the thinking behind it is that it's permanent. You know, my thought is, is only that my friendships are here until my last breath and maybe beyond that. I don't know, but just for sure, the kind of love that I feel is not something that I think will change. It's not, um, uh, it's not a whimsical thing. I feel it all the time. And because I'm feeling that all the time, I get close. And when I get close to someone and I make another connection because Mm -hmm. of the circumstances, like martial arts, for example, took me into spending a lot of time outside of home. Uh Um, When I meet quality in those different environments, my first instinct is to share the wealth. Yeah, right. So I think this person's so amazing and I think you're so amazing I can't help but want to see and feel the joy of connecting you with this other person so that maybe you'll get something similar that I got out of it. Sure, sure. And so what does that result in? Friends connecting with friends. Yeah. yeah and yeah. because uh, you guys all get along so well, it may be an indicator that my sense of what a quality friend is, mm-hmm. is translatable that different personalities can have and possess those qualities. 
and still be really, really good friends. And that the, the test in the pudding, or the proof in the pudding, right? The test was that you guys gravitated towards each other and found each other of great value too. Yeah. And it's yeah. been years and years of that. Therefore, yeah. there must have been something inherently that we all agree, consciously or unconsciously, equals quality. Yeah. Quality yeah, yeah. friendships. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, Khalil Gibran. Oh, great. The Prophet. On friendship? Yep, on mm -hmm. friendship. Maybe maybe I'll read a piece and we'll talk about it. And cool. Read another piece and we'll talk about it. Cool. And for those who don't know, Khalil Gibran was a Lebanese uh, poet, writer, artist. Uh, incredible. Just truly, truly incredible. So, from the Prophet. And a youth said, Speak to us of friendship. And he answered, saying, your friend is your needs answered. He is your field, which you sow with love and reap with thanksgiving. And he is your board and your fireside. For you come to him with your hunger and you seek him for peace. I love that part mm. that your friend is your needs answered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you, 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 look, at, you look at your friends and you say, what do they provide me? That's what I need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and needs versus wants. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we grow in appreciation for those things when it surprises us too. Mm -hmm. Wow, I didn't realize I needed that. Yeah, right. Um, a secure attachment. Yes. You know, knowing that um, <clears throat> no matter how far I go in the world uh, or whatever I build, um, the friendships are secure. Right, right. And right. having had, having lost, um, you know, some friendships over the last couple of years, mm -hmm. um, it, it taxes me. It's very painful. Oh, sure. Yeah, but one thing I've never lost are any of my long-term friends. Yeah. Isn't that funny? It's, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, like, yeah. None of the long-term friends ever vanish from my life. It's yeah. just the people who I've known for a few years or a year or something mm -hmm. like that. that yeah. and, and I, and I, Although it pains me because I, I tend to um, connect deeply with people, even even who I haven't known very long. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, I realize that the most important thing is just that I have my long-term friends. Right. And that yeah. I'll I will continue to experiment and be open to new friends mm -hmm. um, because I think that's a loving thing to do for myself. Sure. Uh, but knowing that I have the security of my long-term friends is really yeah. where it's at. Yeah, definitely. Know? And it's wonderful to bring new friends into a circle of amazing old friends. It is, isn't it? I feel so proud of all you guys. You know? Yeah, so it's, likewise. It's yeah. fun for me to introduce new people. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, to see. It's like an experiment. Mm -hmm. I love this person. I love this person. What's going to happen when I get them together? Mm -hmm. You know? It, sometimes it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's really beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read another section. Okay. When your friend speaks his mind, you fear not the nay in your own mind, nor do you withhold the a. <laughs> and when he is silent, your heart ceases not to listen to his heart. For without words, in friendship, all thoughts, all desires, all expectations are born and shared with joy that is unacclaimed. Hmm. Um, one of the ways that you know you have a friend is you can spend time together and you don't need to talk. Mm -hmm. I, I love it once in a while, like, you know, you'll swing by and you'll have your computer and you'll just be up working on something and mm -hmm. I'm, I'll be in the same room working on something else, mm -hmm. you know? Me too. Yeah, yeah. Co-work is a, is a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah. And the ability to listen to someone and not feel that you have to agree yeah. I don't ever feel the feeling like I have to agree and I don't feel the need yeah. that anyone else has to agree. Right. What I right. want is the ability to feel heard. Yes. And I want to convey yes. that I'm hearing you and Oliver and yeah. Dave and Seamus and Danny. Uh -huh. you know, I want people to feel heard. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I yeah. want to be heard. But um, it's 
it's not important whether there's agreement about the conclusions. Yes. It's, it's more about acceptance. Yes. Than anything else. Yeah. Which I think is probably a good attitude to have to yourself too, not just towards others. Right. To, to, to be your own friend. Mm-hmm. How do you become a good friend to yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, give it's, you what you need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, how, how are you, your needs answered? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's something to, to think about. It really is because in the, in the concept of self-loving, um, you would be doing everything in your power to give yourself what you need. Yeah. Right. If, if you were your most excellent friend, mm-hmm. would you, would you show up for your friend? Right. You know, would you uh, be understanding when mm-hmm. your friend fails? Mm-hmm. If your friend makes a mistake, are you going to uh, rub it in or are you going to, you know, go ahead and, and listen, mm-hmm. you know, and we can do those things for ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. It goes on. Shall I? Yes. When you part from your friend, you grieve not. For that which you love most in him may be clearer in his absence, as the mountain to the climber is clearer from the plain. So true. Yeah. Immediately, I think of um, what I told you before. I've told all of you. There's a simulacrum of all of you that lives within me. Mm. Right? Okay. I hear your voice and things that you've shared with me uh, when I'm contemplating other things in life. Like yeah. it's, it's almost like I'm wondering what would Satch do in this situation? What would Oliver do in this situation? Mm-hmm. What would Dave do? And you know, so on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, there was a time when, uh, to share an Oliver story. Um, okay. there was a time when, uh, he went through something and it involved a person who, who wasn't kind to him, who became very self-absorbed and, okay. and didn't give a chance for him to, um, to heal okay. with this person. And, and it was painful. And, and, I, and I, I was glad to be able to be there for him. Mm. Um, and he appreciated it. It was, a, it was a beautiful thing to be able to share a sacred, yeah. difficult thing together, right? Yeah. I'm really glad that I shared this with Oliver. Um, but some time passed and this other person reached out to him. And I remember him describing him basically responding very tersely with mm-hmm. fuck off. And when I heard that, I kind of giggled because it's not something I would do. But there was something that I really admired about it, which was that he had enough self-respect to say, that's not for me. And I'm not listening to another word mm, of what you have yeah, to say. Yeah. And, and so believe it or not, even though that was probably, I don't know, at least 10 years ago, I don't know, maybe more, maybe 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've replayed that moment in my mind mm-hmm. and it has influenced me i'm not oliver yeah but that moment has been embedded inside of my consciousness and it has replayed at times when i needed to feel a certain kind of strength inside mm, to yeah. be able to cut off somebody who was not good for me it's like being part of the x-men and your friend has another superpower that you don't have. Yes. But you can sort of recruit their power exactly. a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You can momentarily yeah. recruit a bit of their essence. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's it's simple things like that. Yeah. That can make a huge difference. Yeah, for sure. For um, sure. And they change they, the course of your life. They change the course of your life. And they, they bolster you against um, the, the things that can come up. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, you know, life is about readying yourself for what comes up, right? Yeah, I mean, you definitely. have a lot of uh, responding to the environment. And, yeah. and one of those things is that we can get betrayed. We can be harmed by people. The, you know, we can be attacked by people. Yeah. Um, there are needs that we need to have. We need to coordinate things. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. when you have a good base of friends, uh, and, and, and what I like about our friends group is that all of you are so unique, um, none of you would I say are, um, typical. You're mm. all sort of atypical. Yeah. All yeah. of you. Proudly so. Yeah. yeah. You're all atypical, <laughs> um, for our environment that we live in. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
all of you have a strong sense of self. Every one of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it feels like I'm in a peer group of males that have a strong sense of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so therefore there isn't any need for um, one person to be leading or in charge of all that, but we all kind yeah. of take turns being in leadership roles yeah. and facilitative uh, roles in the experience of whatever it is we do, whether it's uh, going to the cabin together, going on a trip or cooking a meal or coordinating for a birthday mm-hmm. or, yeah. or going on a road trip or whatever it is, totally. we just work it out. And it's really easy to defer power to the person who's the most skilled at whatever's needed in that moment. It is, especially when you feel trust, especially when yeah. you know that, that you are safe. Right. Um, right. Totally. Uh, I, I've always felt like, um, very much so, as you know, We've talked about this quite a lot. I really want this in my romantic life too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know I mean? That 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 same type of dedicated trust. Yeah, the dedicated yeah. trust. The kind of thing like, look, um, there will never be any question mm-hmm. of me intentionally harming you. There will never right. be any question right, right, right. of me lying to you about something important. Yeah. You know, like if I think I really understand a situation, mm-hmm. I won't say that I do. Yeah. If I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Right, right. It doesn't mean that I'm right, but you can rest assured if you know me that I I definitely do, uh, I look into things thoroughly. So if I feel pretty convinced of something, mm. it's not a guarantee that it's right, but it's a guarantee that you should probably listen. Yeah. You know, yeah. consider what I'm saying. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And all yeah. of my friends give me that. Right. And I give my friends that right. too. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. Anytime one of my friends says something that's very adamant, mm-hmm. even if I don't agree right away, I listen. Yeah, and you consider it. And I consider it. And even even yeah. like a month later, I'm still playing that conversation you in my take mind. Take it back home and think I about take it, it with me. Even yeah. if I don't, even yeah. if I if I come up with an objection, like, hey, you know, here's mm-hmm. why I think what I think. It doesn't mean I've excluded your opinion. It means right. I'm I'm not quite sold on it yet, but I'm still going to digest it because I value it that much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. value it that much. Yeah. And I would love to have this in a romantic relationship too. Yeah. To yeah. share that kind of, you know, uh, wisdom that she has and the wisdom that I have mm-hmm. and this sort of sense that we are on the same team no matter what, mm-hmm. no matter what our moods are, you know, yeah. we can we can take it yeah. to the bank that, you know, 100% we are behind each other. I, mm-hmm. I want that. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and I'm, I sometimes think that the model of my friends is the best thing I can do, barring actually having that, right? Yeah. That I can, I can at least have some measuring stick. Yeah, of, right? of, of unconditional love. Of unconditional yeah. love. And, yeah. and, um, and that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I've had people tell me they don't know that it, there is such a thing as unconditional love. And, and I, I'm sorry, but I, I know there is. Oh, yeah. I feel it. Me too. All the time. It doesn't matter All the time. Um, what's going on. That love is not in jeopardy. Right, right. And, and um, it doesn't matter if it's inconvenience. Right. You know, when, when we studied um, meditation, mm-hmm. Vipassana, um, Goenka, right? SN Goenka, who's our, our mm-hmm. audiovisual you know, teacher Mm. said, um, when you're angry, you become the first victim of your anger because you are having to now tolerate an angry mind. Yeah. And when you love another person, now this is the, I'm just taking it farther now and just saying, this is me speaking now. When you love another person, especially if you love that person unconditionally, Mm -hmm. right. And I would say that all love is unconditional Mm -hmm. because if it's conditional, then it's not really love. Mm -hmm. If you love somebody unconditionally, then you are the first beneficiary of that love because you are now a source of love, right? How, how could a light bulb not be an actual source of light? Right. So if you're radiating love towards somebody, you're the light bulb. Yes. Right? So you are filling yourself with love when you give it to that person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the sun is filled with the sun, right? And, and when you have friends and you just shine that, that loving commitment to your friends... Um, you're doing it because it feels good. Mm -hmm. Friendship is its own point, right? What is the point of friendship to gain something? No, the friend, the the point of friendship is to enjoy the friendship the way you would enjoy a song. Yeah. Enjoyment, sharing, 
Yeah, yeah. Growth. Exactly. What's the point of the song? To enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know? And moods, if they're, if they're mistaken for, um, for the underlying love, that's a huge mistake. Because, oh, yeah. you know, I could, I've never been unhappy with you. But I could be. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, uh, if, yeah. if if something Give disappointed me, me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's well, it's it's possible. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, possible yeah, yeah, to yeah. have that. I mean, we're human beings. Yeah. It's never happened, but it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Yeah, likewise. Um, if that happened, um, it wouldn't mean that I wouldn't feel those feelings in the moment. It wouldn't mean that I wouldn't be in denial. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be like, yeah, that, that upset me. I didn't like that. But I can be honest. Yeah. When I say that it wouldn't cause me to go, well, I don't love him. Right. right. I wouldn't. That's like off the table. And even if I were in the middle of an argument, if you, if you start crying and said, you know, I feel like you don't love me, I would immediately stop what I was doing and say, look, no matter how angry I am at you, I love you. Right. You'll never have to uh, beg for me to tell you or um, need me to, I will never withhold love. Right, right, for, right. There's, so no matter if there's upset feelings or whatever, there's just never a moment where if you needed me, you couldn't say, hey, I know we're pissed off, but I need your help right now. Right. I right. would drop everything. Right, exactly. Which is which is what parents do for their kids. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. unconditional. Yeah, yeah, it's unconditional. By, by definition. Um, you know, I remember once um, after a Tai Chi class, mm-hmm. uh, I had been having some tough times at work and, you know, some, some, some things going on. And mm-hmm. I was having the feeling that... I'm too nice of a person. Right? Mm. I'm, 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 I'm Mr. Nice Guy, and that I was, uh, I was starting to feel like maybe my life would be easier if I could be an asshole. <clears throat> you know what I mean? If I could be more selfish. Mm-hmm. If I could, you know, dismiss people. You know what I mean? And not worry about their feelings or what the consequences were. Mm. And I, and I, I was sharing this because I was a little depressed, and I, I was sharing this with a, a mutual friend our wonderful friend Dave, mm-hmm. right, who I know through you. Mm-hmm. And Dave immediately goes, oh, whoa, 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 Satch. He says, hold on, man. Sounds like you got a case of the grass is greener. <laughs> he goes, brother, he said, you are one of the nicest, kindest, most loving people I know. That's for sure. He said, you already are where so many other people are trying to get to. Mm-hmm. He said, don't cross back over the other way. Mm-hmm. Like that would be just a tragedy. Yep. And I, I didn't see that. I was, I was like, like, he's telling me this. I'm like, oh my God. I, I, he totally blindsided me with his words. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, how could... Like, gee, I, I was about to let go of the things that he loves in me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yep. he stopped me. Wake up call. Yeah, it was a total wake up call. True friends. And he, and he he called me out on it, but did it in such a, a kind, loving, humorous way. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh my God, wow, what a great moment in my life that For that sure. happened. You know? That's so true. I love that. Yeah. Um, one time, uh, probably over the last two years, I don't know exactly when this was, but um, Oliver said to me, you're one of the most resilient people I know. Mm. Oh, yeah. And it hadn't sunk in until he said it. Yeah. Because the way I was perceiving myself is that I'm all over the place, that my emotions are are so tender all the time, and mm-hmm. I feel raw, and I, I've been through so much, and traumatic and traumatic experiences, and and um, and I feel a little bit like, well awkward and uncomfortable and, and, and like, like I'm failing sometimes, mm. you know, they, they have these moments where, where I'm not feeling good about myself. Sure. Um, and I do feel that I, I cry a lot, you know, I feel feelings a lot. Um, but I also help others yeah. a lot, you know, sure I'm, do. I'm, I handle other people's in-depth stories and I don't reject them and I, and I accept them and, and, and not just professionally, but also in my personal life with friends and family. And, and I am a go-to person in my family as well. You know, yeah. they, they, they come to me when they need something. Um, and I'm learning to lean on them as well. I'm learning to, um, call my mom up or call my sister up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and cry, you know, yeah. and, and just, um, particularly lately with my sister, you know, like just letting her 
hear my my angst and my sadness so that she gets a chance to to be my big sister as well yeah and, right and it's been really really lovely to connect um uh with with my sisters actually yeah. more, more than just one but um uh i guess what i'm saying is that it's it takes sometimes the reflection of someone who sees you to be able to recognize something yeah you know so like in in, yeah. in the case with oliver um, he's very observant and he's known me for a long time. And he, when he said that it validated it in some way right. for me to hear that. Right. It right, made, totally. it was like somehow that sunk in is more important yeah. than if I had thought it. It's like, Oh my God, I am resilient. Yeah. Because and, Oliver says so. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I realized it wasn't him just being nice. It was like his perception of how he saw it. And I thought, Oliver's a very intelligent, perceptive human being. Right, right. If he thinks something, it's usually because he's thought it out pretty right. well. And this is a guy who can solve the Rubik's Cube. Correct. So <laughs> keep <laughs> Let's that just in get mind. that straight. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, no, I mean, Oliver is not someone who's, who's a lazy thinker. I mm -hmm. mean, he loves to attack problems. He loves yeah. to think about things. And, and so to hear that from him, because he's a very rational person, mm -hmm. it, it was grounding for me to hear that. And I realized that, well, if I looked at myself as a resilient person, then I guess the fact that I'm allowing myself to feel things fully mm -hmm. is evidence of my resilience because I'm allowing myself to feel feelings that are really intense and then I'm bouncing back from it, which is the definition of resilience. Yeah, yeah, So it makes totally. sense. Like I have not cut myself off of my ability to, no way. Uh, to empathize and feel compassion and feel love and even to have desire, the, yeah, that's wishes the, and the, have them not be exactly. filled and that's, feel disappointed about it. And That's the point. You you're know. resilient because you've had disappointments and all that and you're still this kind, compassionate, open, loving person. Mm. You know what I mean? It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. That is resilience. You know, totally. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. I'm going to read on Khalil Gibran. And let there be no purpose in friendship, save the deepening of the spirit, for love that seeks aught but the disclosure of its own mystery is not love, but a net cast forth, and only the unprofitable is caught. Hmm. I love it. You know, I, I, I love that, that piece because they're basically, he's basically saying that, that the friendship is the treasure, mm -hmm. not a side benefit that you're seeking from it. Yes, if, if it's a networking event... Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> then you yeah, focus yeah. on how you can network with someone to get some kind of gain. Right, right. If, if your right. if your friendships are transactional in nature, yes, that's yeah. that's a networking kind of situation. But totally, when it's totally. when it's true friendship, yeah, you discover its value through having the friendship. Yeah, as the friendship unfolds, it sh it reveals itself. Yeah, and of course, there will be utilitarian things that come from it. Naturally, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just about appreciating that someone has a genius. Right. That you could also use in your life. That's, that, that's just the wonderful side effect mm -hmm. of, of, it of is. the friendship itself. But it all comes out of the fun and the connection and the shared uh, yeah. moments. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I'm going to read on. Yeah. And let your best be for your friend. If he must know your ebb of your tide, let him know its flood also. For what is your friend that you should seek him with hours to kill? Seek him always with hours to live. For it is his to fill your need, but not your emptiness. Mm. And in the sweetness of friendship, let there be laughter and sharing of pleasures. For in the dew of little things, the heart finds its morning and is refreshed. What stood out to me so much about that is filling your need but not your emptiness yes i yes. love that me too yeah that's that's quite a lesson right there it is fill your need not your emptiness it's not clinging mm -hmm. you know it's 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 abundant thinking and, and 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 an abundant experience rather than uh a lack a lack of mindset mm -hmm. you know um if i'm feeling empty i can come to you 
Yeah. Seamus, for sure. Dave, Oliver. Absolutely. And they'd always be there for me, mm-hmm. right? But because I'm coming to you because I want to live. Mm-hmm. Hours to live, not hours to kill, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, um, you know, it's a real privilege to be able to be there for a friend. Like sometimes, you know, I, and I'm famous for this, I might think that if I have a problem and I share it with, with my buddies, that, that, you know, it's like, oh boy, I'm going to have to be there for Satch again. You know what I mean? Kind of a thing. Mm. And it's like, after, it's good for me to remember that it can be a privilege for a friend to help a friend. Yes, it is. You know, that's, that's important. And it's, it's, it's a, I feel like it's a privilege to help a friend. I agree. So it's yeah. a huge privilege. Mm-hmm. They don't show that to everyone. No, 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 definitely not. There's a, there's kind of a, an envisioning process that, that I don't know where I got it exactly. Um, it may have just evolved from NLP training. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's somebody out here that, that does something similar to it. I don't know. Okay. Um, it's not necessarily a technique. Okay. Um, but it's a, it's a way of working on experiencing self-love. Okay. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, this this sounds great. Yeah, maybe I could um, explain it to you, and you could explore it and tell me what your experience of it is. Should I kind of close my eyes or? Um, Sure. Yeah, yeah, you can. Um, Now you have um, probably a sense that you could love yourself more than you do. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Right. And you also have a sense that you do love yourself because otherwise you wouldn't meditate, you wouldn't feed yourself, you wouldn't connect with people who love you. So there's something of self-loving in that, but you also recognize that there are parts of you that talk down to yourself. You chastise yourself when you make mistakes or forget something, right? And those are kind of like self-hating moments. They're not, they're not moments of love. They're moments of, um, of poison, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. definitely. Self-loathing perhaps. Yeah. yeah. And if you had a son or a daughter and you were the one generating all the thoughts for them, would you want them to have the self-loathing moments? No, I wouldn't. No, of course not. So is there somebody, or even more than one person, but a very strong example of someone that you love unconditionally in your life? Yes. Okay. Imagine that they're here with you. And when you say that you love them unconditionally, it means that you love them no matter what, right? Yes. On their bad days, when they're sick, if they were angry and misunderstood you, you still love them, right? Yes. Right. Now that's coming from such a deep place inside of you. Can you identify somewhere in your body where that is? The place from which you love unconditionally? Yeah. Just... It's, it's like this empty vacuum of all potential just in my, it goes from my chest up into my throat and up into my forehead. Okay, great. But, it, but mostly if, if it had a root, it's, it's heart center. Okay, great. Connect into that place. Whether you want to do it with your body, touching it, or just even with your mind is fine. Either way. But as you're connecting into that place, notice the shape and the size. Notice the depth from which you are loving. That whole sensory experience of that place from within you where you're loving. And as you're imagining that you are loving this person who's here with you in your mind, and right here in this present moment, does it feel like you could probably love them more? If you allowed yourself to expand I, your possibilities. Yeah, I feel like I could amplify it. Okay, great. Turn it on stronger. Absolutely. Right? So, so what if you were loving from not just the place in your chest and your throat, but that area doubled in size? Oh. And it expanded into maybe more than that maybe it went into every cell of your body so that you're now loving that same person unconditionally 
but from more of your body. So you allow the awareness, um, instead of being just a contracted place, the contracted sense of I, let the, let the contracted sense of I relax and expand and melt and open up and become more of your full awareness. And awareness, of course, is never only in one location. If someone snapped their fingers behind your ears, that's where your awareness would be. And it's not just inside your body, it's in your body, all throughout your body, and it's all around you. So awareness could potentially be non-contracted, totally expanded. And what happens when you can love someone from that expanded place is that you might open up to a whole new kind of experience of loving. Opening up potential to love deeper, farther, stronger. Now I know that deep inside of you is an intention to have this person benefit from the love you're giving them, yes? Yes. Okay. But how do you make sure they're getting it? So you're loving from within your perspective. Imagine for a moment that you could float out of your perspective and into theirs. And that from within them, you're seeing what they're seeing, hearing what they're hearing and feeling what they're feeling. And you're detecting that you're being loved by Satch from within them. Now, being humans, they probably are also contracted and maybe not feeling the full depth of your love, right? So if you could, from within them, expand all the areas from which they are feeling the love into all of the other areas which are still learning how to feel the love. As you know these people and as you have a sense of these people or this person, you probably get an unconscious sense of where they might block the love sometimes where they might not feel worthy, where they might not feel deserving, areas in their body that are contracting. Just using your imagination and your sensory system, expand and open that experience from inside of them so that you can make sure that all that love that Satch is giving is permeating them on every cell, every molecule. And of course, Awareness is not just contracted in the body, it's in and through their entire awareness. Therefore, it's going to be outside of their body too, and in their life. And when you've made sure that you've relaxed and opened this love so that they can absorb it like a sponge, or like a, a flower petal absorbs the sunlight, when you can create that, in that most expanded place, isn't it also true that they must love you unconditionally, right? So now from within them, sense how they love Satch and picture Satch as though you're outside of Satch and picture the way that they love you and feel that love from within them expanding and expanding to all the other parts of them so they can love you fully, without any hindrances, without any restrictions, without any contraction. And see and feel and hear and know that that love is permeating the image of Satch down to his core. But as Satch's beloved you know that Satch doesn't always accept all the love that he could. Sometimes he's got doubts and so forth and things that, that block the love. So you better slide into Satch's perspective now and check on that love. Make sure that that love is permeating every part of Satch. And you can relax and open to receive the reciprocation of this love fully and completely, letting it transform and rich and radiate throughout your being. And as you're experiencing this exchange, this beautiful, harmonious exchange, isn't it just a template of 
what is possible between you and the universe. Isn't it just an, a shining example of the way divine creation loves in such a pure way? And do you not feel a moment of deep awe and appreciation in yourself for having been born, for having a destiny, for having been part of this you know, river of life, which were your parents, right? And that you have a unique path in this world. And you have all these gifts and boons, difficulties too, but lots of allies. And so it's a sacred thing that you were even born. And it's a sacred thing that you have affected others and continue to affect others. Therefore, can you feel a sense of appreciation for the great cosmos, if you will? And in that deep appreciation, the sense of awe, it's as if you're practicing the presence of the divine. As if you're practicing the presence of something holy and sacred. And you can love that sacredness from some part of you and you can expand that sacredness and that ability to appreciate it until it's all throughout your body, all throughout your mind. But imagine if you were to slip out of that perspective and into the universal perspective for a moment. I know it's hard to conceptualize, so you'll have to relax your ego a little bit and let yourself slide into the sense of pure energy, pure awareness. Experiencing all that adoration from Satch. And of course, with a divinely genius power, you love Satch. You love every particle of Satch, every cell, every molecule. Because Satch has a unique destiny in this world. A unique purpose. And as you slide back into Satch to make sure that Satch is receiving it and recognizing the sacredness of who he is, there's a fulfillment in this moment. And that is to realize that you are both the generator as well as the receiver of the unconditional love. And you've proven it to yourself through this experience. That you can unconditionally love yourself more and more every day in every way. And you can find new ways to love yourself. And you can imagine all the ways in which the loving of yourself starts to reflect in the way you process your memories from the past. How does it change those things? How does it alter your memory of events when you know how much you unconditionally love yourself and have loved yourself since the time you were an infant? And how would that influence your decisions along the way? How does it change history for you? And as you look into the future, imagine all the ways that this unconditional love and genius appreciation of the self can reflect in the way you decide to do things from here on out. The way you choose to care for yourself, the way you choose to eat, the way you choose to exercise and, and care for yourself, the way you choose to accept love from others, the way you express love to others, the way you care for your environment around you, your work, everything. Deeply appreciating the capacity to feel unconditional love for yourself. And just take a few moments and integrate that. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. So that's what I'm working on. Wow. 
That's what you're working on, huh? That's what I'm working on because... Um, wow, that was amazing. You know, I, I realized that um, I know that I need to love myself. Yeah, yeah. And I've begun to, over this past couple of years, learn how it feels like to love myself. Yeah. But I still have a lot of work to do. And so I needed a process to teach myself what it might feel like so that I can continue to uh, sift through my my life and my experiences for ways in which I could be more loving to myself because yeah, yeah. I've beaten myself up so much in the past and it's, it's time know, to stop. Wow. That, that's, that's a beautiful, um, beautiful process there. Um, it works, it worked well for me because I can't tell you how many times I have said to other people in my life, gosh, if you could just experience how much I like and love you, mm-hmm. You, you, you'd, you'd be done. You'd, mm-hmm. you'd be finished. You, you'd, you'd have won in life. Yep. You know, like, like there's just, I've said that to other people before. Like, like you wouldn't feel this depression. You wouldn't feel unworthy if you could just see yourself the way I love you, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, uh, and I'm saying that to you now. You are somebody that, gosh, man, if, if you could see, if you could see, feel here, you know, that, that, that deep spot inside me that I described a little while ago mm-hmm. when, I, when you were taking me through that process, mm-hmm. if you could see how much I admire and care for you, hmm. right? You, oh man, you, you already have given yourself all, all the fulfilling love that, that you're seeking. Yeah. Thank that, you. Definitely. It's, it's, uh, yeah, just see yourself through my eyes and you'd be like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm all right. I'm right where I need to be. Yeah, I deserve you. it. I deserve it. That's how you'd feel. You'd, you'd feel like you deserved it. Wow, yeah. That's awesome. You've been listening to The Authenticity Show with your hosts, Carlos Casados and Satch Purcell. My name is Oliver Altine. I produce the show. I also wrote our theme song, which you're listening to right now. Please remember to subscribe to The Authenticity Show wherever you get your podcasts and connect with us on social media. You can find our website at authenticityshow.com. Thanks for listening and have an authentic day.